0: Hi, guys, welcome to the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Make sure to go to TexasRealFood.com to get a comprehensive list of artisanal, organic, and all natural products throughout the state of Texas. Let's get to it. So, we have a very special episode again, uh, because we're just in special episode mode, basically. Um, with this uh coronavirus and pandemic uh you know so um you know we're all in quarantine and we all know what we're going through so anyway going to do another remote interview uh today i'm speaking with sam lash he is the director of operations for farm to table um texas which is here in based here out of austin um and he is the um son of the owner and helped co-found it with his father. Uh, they've been in business since about 2008, 2009. And basically what they do is provide, you know what, I'm just going to let Sam explain. It. So let's uh, listen to the uh, interview with Sam and get his take on what's happening. Uh, well, thank you, man, for taking the time. Um, I know you're, you know, super busy and and have a million things going on. Um, so just, first of all, just kind of tell us a little bit about um, Farm to Table um, and, and kind of what you briefly, briefly what you guys do, and then we'll get into what's happening right now and, and what you guys are doing.
1: Perfect. Um, so we started in the summer of 2008 um, and we are a wholesale distribution company that uh, sources food exclusively from Farmers, ranchers, producers, food artisans in Texas, um, and distributes them to until recently restaurants. Um, we still obviously are doing restaurants, but that 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 that's our focus. Wholesale distribution. We are the connection between um, farmers, producers, ranchers, and uh, chefs, um, restaurateurs. Um, small independent grocery stores, coffee shops all all of the uh the local entities
0: if you basically if you need a connection to a farm go go through you guys
1: exactly i mean <clears throat> in two thousand and eight um I feel like not only uh the farm to table movement uh in you know at, at what point it was at in Austin, but also The way that the culinary culture in Austin was just starting to kind of like really, really ramp up and go through a very, you know, profound transformative period. Um, You know, we saw a need to make the connection. Um, I'm born and raised in Austin. My father's been here for 50 years, so our, our roots run pretty deep here. And we started asking some restaurateur friends, some chef friends, people in the industry, you know, what it was like back in 2008 to try and um, you know, source food locally um, to, you know, have a direct line um, to farmers. And, you know, basically the reaction was, we love it. We want to do more of it, but it is at this point um, difficult. I mean, in yeah. 2008, this is before the era of everybody having a smartphone in their pocket. I mean, sure. a lot of times farmers wouldn't even have a cell phone,
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe not even
1: an email address, you know, so if you're trying to, you know, build your menu upon being able to, to depend on what they're doing. And, you know, it's difficult to communicate. They're very far away. Um, you know, sometimes the only way that you can make any connection whatsoever is to get to the farmer's market on a Saturday before the crowds come, which means that you're working dinner service until 12 or 12 o'clock or one o'clock in the morning. And then you're getting up Saturday morning trying to get to the farmer's market, you know, 6 yeah. or 7 a.m. to try sure. and make your connections. And so we saw a need for a service. um, And we said, uh, we told the farmers, we want to buy all of your product, And we told the chefs, we want to make all, we want to deliver this product to your back door. And everybody was like, yes, please.
0: Let's do that. Yeah. I mean, it's a great concept, obviously, um, because it centralizes everything. So you don't necessarily need to go look for all the different farmers and where am I going to get cheese from and meat and poultry and whatever it may be you know, you go through one company and you can get it all. So, so you just said basically like that you guys buy the product and then you sell it back to the restaurants. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. So we,
1: yeah, we have a warehouse, um, and pretty centrally located basically at I-35 and Ben White, big walk-ins. Um, and we either go to the farms or the farmers come to us. It's a combination of the two. Yeah, um, whatever, whatever logistically works for um, whatever relationship that is. And uh, we store the product and uh, we take orders. We load it up on trucks and we bring, it, uh, we bring it to the customer.
0: About, I mean, this may be tough, but what, what percentage of restaurants, let's just say in, in Austin proper, you know, are you guys supplying food to? You know, 25 percent, 50 percent? 10%, I mean, or is it just too hard to, to know that?
1: My my answer to that question is all of the good ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a, that's a much better answer than a percentage. So, yes, that's great. Yeah, to all the great places, um, that's, that's hilarious. Um, okay, so, I mean, now with obviously with, um, you know, this global pandemic, uh, every time I think about it or talk about it, it makes my mind hurt because I've never been through anything like this. So it's like, I don't even know what to like lean on from the past. You know what I mean? As you get older, that's kind of what you do. You lean on from things you've been through and and helped you get through things you're going through. Um, And this is just something just so odd. And it's affecting businesses in such a unique way and in such a fast way, because it just kind of came out of nowhere and literally crippled our industry. Um right now so what what is farm to table doing and and how much are y'all crippled by all of this right I mean people aren't buying the same um uh, you know quantities or you know or maybe they're looking for cheaper way out I, I don't know i mean what what what's it been for for you guys like
1: um man it's 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 pretty difficult to put into words um, sure it really folks it really <laughs> you know a a very serious emotional reaction um from me yeah. You know? Um, I basically, in my mind, and you know, I'll never forget this date. I basically marked the beginning of this journey for for our entire industry, at least um, in Texas, um, and specifically in Austin, as uh, Monday, March 16th. Um, that's when I walked into the office and you know checked. I, I always open the office on Monday morning. I get there at about like 4:45 or 5 o'clock in the morning, um, and power up the, you know, all the systems, check, be checking the emails, checking the texts, check the voicemails. And you know, on a Monday morning, we're generating somewhere in between 125 and 150 orders. Um, and we had like less than 25. Wow. Monday morning. Um, and wow, a lot of- That's after
0: fun. the weekend, right? So that's what you usually get your biggest orders.
1: It's the, it's, it's a wild day. Um, and be, being that we service Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, and, 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 and the Hill Country Corridor and all points in between, Monday we're going to San Antonio, we're going to Dallas, we're going to all of Austin. I mean, so we're all over the place. There's a lot going on. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty indescribable. You know, the reality really started to set in. I was holding out hope that, you know, Austin wasn't going to get hit as hard as, you know, you know, New York city and, and the West coast, just being that, you know, those are the ports of entry. Um, yeah. And I was hoping that we were going to dodge a bit of a bullet and wasn't going to get as bad, but obviously, um, you know, it, it's become a, a nationwide thing. Uh, but yeah, that Monday morning, man, it was, um, I mean, I, I mean, to put it plainly, that was the worst day of, of, of my professional life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, our, our customer base, is roughly 90 to 95 percent restaurants and to you know to for this to be happening i mean sometimes we're going so fast now with everything that's happening just trying to evolve and figure things out on the fly that i mean i'm busier than i've ever been in my life ironically but sometimes when i sit back and think what's actually happened to this industry not only in you know texas but the entire country it's it, i'm i'm just like i still can't believe it. it's unbelievable
0: it is unbelievable man um like i said it just it came out of left field you know like you like you said you know you walked in and on a monday morning boom just it over you know,
1: it was over it was yeah, straight up i just mean just like that friday and saturday were a bit down you know but people were still going out to eat i mean just to you know show our support my wife and I—we even went to one of our favorite restaurants uh, that Friday night, just to be like, "Man, you know, we're um, as long as we can still support, we're still going to support." Yeah. Uh, and you know, this is a restaurant that is normally, you know, a line out the door and you know, impossible to get into. And there was 25 percent of their tables were empty on a Friday night, which is extremely irregular for them. Um, and you know, uh, it was just. That Monday morning, man, it was
0: like. Just the rug pulled out from underneath you, right? Just, just yeah, just a, just a left hook. I mean, I, I think that's how a lot of people feel and a lot of businesses um, feel. That, that's what makes it so hard to deal with because you're on your heels trying to adapt and that's why you're working so hard. But I bet a lot of it is just spinning wheels because you're just trying to think of what can we do here and you end up working more hours to try to supplement You know, the little that you you guys are, you know, whatever you can get really to put together. And it's devastating, man. I'm really sorry to hear that. It's devastating. Um, I'm I'm saddened for for our industry. And, um, you know, I've been in the industry for such a long time. And I I don't know really anything else too well. Um, So, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm at a loss for words. Um, I just think about business owners, you know, people losing their jobs, not being able to pay rent not being able to eat, you know, all these different things, um, dreams gone, you know, just overnight, you know, it's like, and it's, and it's national. So it's not like, well, it's only just happening here and it's only just happening here. It's just happening everywhere. And we're kind of, kind of just in the beginning, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're definitely not too terribly close to the end as, as much as i try and uh, remain optimistic um, i actually had to run to dallas today for a couple of customers and we were um, just listening to the radio while we were in dallas and they announced that they did the shelter in place a formal declaration of shelter in place has been extended to may 22nd in dallas um, oh, wow
0: i'm
1: sure that i mean i'm, I'm sure that austin isn't isn't going to be far behind that um yeah with our um announcement but yeah, like we 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 are a hundred percent the in, the entire month of April and most all most smart people people that know what what's going on with all this stuff will say in the entire month of May as well. Um, so I've been have I've been hoping that it is going to be like a thirteen week thing is what I'm saying from March sixteenth. It's going to be a thirteen week thing, and so. I, like we just ended week three and we had 10 weeks to go. I mean, that's just the way that I'm kind of like keeping myself sane on this. you know?
0: Sure. I mean, you got to be realistic, right? I mean, you also have to be, you can't just think, oh, well, a couple of weeks, we'll be back to normal. Numbers will be back. You know, like it's not going to happen. Even when everything opens back up, it's still right. going to be kind of a slow crawl, you know, to, to get back to, to where things were. And, um so so what are you guys doing currently now looked on y'all's website and you guys are offering deliveries straight to the public is that correct correct correct
1: so um you know we saw like like i said friday and saturday kind of you know saw this coming i mean you you all 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 you have to do is look at what happened in seattle and new york city to know that you know this is this was happening. you know there was there's you can you can try and deny you can try and put your head in the sand but you're only going to be hurting yourself even worse this is this is happening um and i had a conversation with my father he's the owner of the company and you know we have all this food we have all these connections to these farmers that we've been cultivating for over a decade and you know no matter what happens No matter what happens in the world, no matter what, you could be anything, people are going to need food, no matter what. And the restaurants are closed, so they're not going to be able to get it there. The HEBs at that point, you know, um, three weeks ago were absolute mayhem, you know, like just it was like competitive grocery shopping was happening. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, people... I didn't want to have anything to do with it. You know, it was it was it was depressing to me to be anywhere near that that type of like overconsumption sure. you know in a state of panic and all of that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that you know people didn't have the reasons of course, but it, um I knew that there was going to be a need for food, a need for people to get food, to, a need for people to get good food safely. Um and you know some of my closest friends and family some of our uh, customers are like dude you gotta make a shift man it's gonna happen people are not gonna be wanting to leave their houses the grocery stores are running out of food you have food you have the connections to the supply chain you need to to make the shift it's gonna be hard it's gonna be painful but you got to make it happen in you know something that uh, in under normal circumstances you would have we would have taken three, four months to prepare for something like this. Lined up websites, lined up marketing, lined up protocols, lined up new team members, lined up all kinds of things. We had to make this decision. Essentially, we made the decision on Saturday evening and we launched it on Monday morning.
0: Wow. <laughs> talk talk about a turnaround. I mean- oh
1: my God. And, and I mean, it was extremely imperfect Um, (laughs) yeah well
0: i mean come on it
1: it created a lot of um a lot of logistical organizational issues for my office staff and for my warehouse staff but you know i sat everybody down and i and i plainly told them i was like look guys we're in survival mode right now straight up we're in survival mode you know i had to furlough luckily out of our 20 staff members i only had to furlough five and i've already brought one of them one of them back
0: yeah um, oh. so
1: i feel very i mean i feel very very good and very proud about that um, sure. but i said you know we're in survival mode so you know we were a fine-tuned machine that you know it took us 12 years to get to where we were but we had all of our processes and systems in place. We had an outstanding and still do have an outstanding staff that are the best at what they do. And it, it, had, it had, you know, I don't want to say, that, you know this too much, but it had it had become easy for us, what we were doing because we had been doing it for so long, we had it dialed in. It was yeah. we were in a routine. We were methodical, and things were done the same way. You know every every week and we, we knew customers habits we knew how to anticipate what they were going to need we knew our schedules with our farms our yearly schedules i mean we were on point and then when this happened it was just like i mean take all of that fall it up throw it in the trash can and literally start from scratch
0: yeah that's crazy that's absolutely oh, that's absolutely insane i mean it is it's absolutely insane what what are some of these farmers um you know, reactions to, to what's going on. I mean, I'm sure they're scared.
1: Well, yeah, but they, they've also noticed what we've noticed and people are coming out of the woodwork, um, you know, trying to get food and, and, and people are being more persistent, more, um, proactive about connecting with their farmers. You know, like I was, that was, the things that I was most scared of was, you know, obviously the business, but also my farmers, you know, I was yeah. like, we, they depend so much upon us, um, for, you know, revenue stream, uh, that, you know, what happens if we goes, go away. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge void in the entire, you know, system, how it works. They grow it, we buy it, you know, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, some of our farmers are, I reach out to, Hey, how are you doing? Oh man, like you know, all these people reached out to us out here, you know, in Burnet, Texas, and they 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 can't get any food from the local Podunk grocery store that's out here. So they've all banded together, and we've started a CSA, and we're busier than we've ever been, you know. And if I mean, if you're a chicken or egg farmer right now, I mean, good lord, you you're busier than you've ever been. I, I have a that's an, crazy. An egg, I have an egg farmer he said that he's been trying to get into Central Market for over a year. They won't return his calls, trying, trying, trying. They called him the I think it was Tuesday the 17th or the eight or Wednesday the 18th and said, "We'll take everything you got right now." We'll take wow. everything you got. Oh my. God. And we'll take everything you got next week and we'll take everything you got the week after that.
0: Yeah just clearing just clearing inventories just boom we'll we'll take everything that's crazy
1: everything i mean he's like i you know and he was one of the guys i worried about this was a guy that started very small and i kind of got look i want to become pasture raised egg source i want to be i want to source my local pasture raised eggs exclusively from you and so you know you need to ramp up production so he goes and buys you know 2000 laying hens based on what I'm going to buy and then all of a sudden when that goes away I'm worried sick because he's about to be left hanging well luckily you know here comes almighty and powerful HEB and 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 in like he's busier than he's ever been in his life so you know it's it's the things that are happening with food right now and have been happening like I said for the past three weeks it's been extremely extremely fascinating and being that you know, we're in so embedded within this world of, you know, supply chains and farmers and how things get to where they're getting. And and it's, it's, it's wild, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. What's been happening. I mean, we have a farm that we work with in the Valley. Um, He's a certified organic farmer. He grows um, year round, but uh, right now he's focused on like um, greens, kale, collards, fresh herbs, um, beets, cabbages, things like that. And <clears throat> H-E-B, normally what they do is they, they bring all their produce to a central distribution center. They have one in San Antonio, one in Austin, one in the Dallas area. They bring everything there. They build their orders. They put it on trucks, and they take it to their different stores. They have hundreds of them. They have been so busy that they're, they're asking all the farmers to just de- to deliver directly to the store. So they're not going to the distribution centers. And so everything is moving so fast. So he doesn't own trucks. He has to pay trucking companies to bring his produce to the distribution centers. So he was so, the the HEB orders were coming at him so fast that he brought all of his produce up to us, stored it in our warehouse, and we were using our farm to charge the trucks and delivering directly to all the HEBs throughout Texas, just because they could not get the food on the shelves quick enough. Their trucks, they didn't have enough trucks to move fast enough to get the food to their stores. And so we come in and, and essentially be, become like A G B distributing trucks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's like the wild, wild west right now in a, in a way, right? Just whatever to get anything, anything goes. yeah, anything, anything goes. goes. Do you, what do you see any of these practices that are being explored right now and, and even being um, operated? Uh, do you see any of these things staying over when the industry gets, you know, back to normal? Do you, you know, anything you guys are doing in particular that you're like, you know what, when this is all said and done, we're going to keep doing it this way or whatever. I don't know.
1: Well, the home delivery thing, we're going we're gonna to keep doing. It's something that... That's interesting, I-
0: right? That's a new revenue stream.
1: It's, it's, it's whether we like it or not. And we, yeah. do, we do like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, people have been, you know, they're like, oh, why don't you do that? You know, why don't you do that? And, and you know, our, my background is, is working in restaurants. I lived in Chicago and worked in restaurants. I lived in Francisco and worked in restaurants. You know, I worked in a lot of old school restaurants in Austin. And, and I like to say that, like, I speak chef. You know, I know how to, I know what they want. I know how to interact with them. I know how to do business with them. Um, I My skill set falls in line with being able to service them. It's a completely different game servicing direct to homes. It's a completely different customer service model. It's a completely different, um, oh, yeah. you know, style of, of what you're providing for them um it, it's just completely different and not to say that you know we weren't we aren't capable of it because we, we are we're doing it now but we we, w- we wanted to be focused on the wholesale side we wanted to be focused on the restaurant side um we've obviously gotten um because of what's going on we've, we've shifted into this and we're finding that you know especially under the circumstances man, it's been extremely rewarding man like the reactions that we've gotten from people. They're just like, thank you so, so much. Like, you know, my mother, you know, lives in Northwest Hills and she's seventy years old, and she can't leave the house because she, you know she's an at risk um, you know category, and you know, we need to get her food and 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 here we come, you know, delivering right to her front doorstep, non-contact delivery, you know, all this you know amazing local food. and they write us these emails. that are like, you've saved my life. You know, and it's, it's, it's pretty wild, man. It's pretty it wild.
0: is wild. And on top of that, people are getting fresh, healthy food. That, that's what's great, great about this, you know, way better food than they would normally probably get and even buy for themselves, you know? Yeah. So that, that's the, that's another, you know, good part to it. Um, so as far as like the quarantine goes, like I know you're having to go, you know, to work and, and do these things. Um, what is it like, like coming home is, is the family, you know, everyone trying to stay separate. I mean, how is that, how how is was trying to just juggle that on its own.
1: Well, it's, it's just me and my wife and the dogs at the house. Um, and uh, my wife works for the city. So she, they're in, you know, full uh, work from home mode. Yeah. But um, I mean, all I'm doing is going to work and coming home. Yeah, um, and you know, we have very strict safety standards that we have um, put forth with our entire staff. Everybody is gloved up and masked up. We are sanitizing all work surfaces multiple times throughout the day. Nobody that does not work for our company is allowed in our warehouse under any circumstances, which is very irregular for us because. You know, we're a small family-owned company, and we deal with local farmers. You know, they come in, they deliver. We shoot. You know, we we hang out, we talk about what's going on, and I have to walk out. You shoot with,
0: the shit. You could say that. It's all good. You could say that. Yeah. It's I good. have you, you to, yeah, I have
1: to walk shit. out into the parking lot with people that I've been, you know, have literally, you know, been buying product from for over ten years, and be like, <laughs> oh, "I'm sorry, but you can't come in the building." Like, <laughs> really, like, <laughs> it's 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 bizarre. It almost feels. it it almost feels it's bizarre
0: it's bizarre right like i i put on a mask today for the first time when i went out and it feel it's so odd it's just that that is definitely a a moment i'm not gonna forget um you know going out with a homemade bandana mask that i made um you know it's just like what what is happening right now what what is you know on top of restaurants and the industry and and this you know sort of collapsing or just on the verge of collapsing the whole world is stopped right so it's just like everything anybody you talk to is affected in this way or that way and it just makes it very difficult right to sort of get your bearings straight and and understand what's happening Uh, and it's all happening so quick so just as you get used to one thing another thing happens and You know, I just read this article that really stopped me in my tracks, to be honest with you, because I've been very gung-ho about restaurants staying open and doing delivery and takeout and yada yada yada. But I read this article about there's some, you know, big restaurant groups who are starting to close their doors regardless, even though they can do delivery and takeout. They just said that the health risk was not worth it to them, that someone had actually come in with COVID. And gotten some other people sick in a restaurant and they were seeing customers who were coming in to pick up takeout just clearly coughing and not taking the procedures, you know, well enough. So even though you're taking all the precautions doesn't mean everyone that you're dealing with is and it does can put the staff at risk and it got me thinking, you know, is it worth it to stay open? even though people could get sick and die. Like I I realized the word essential and i started to blend into expendable. Like, are we expendable, not essential employees? And I wonder if there's a, there's a lot of pressure from the economy and society for us to remain open and be an essential business. But I almost wonder if we need more government help and money to, so that we can be at home and safe because so many people get the luxury of working from home remotely. They don't have to take that risk to go into some place and deal with people and on a rotating basis, you know, so I'm curious, you know, what, what you think about that, um, you know, personally and professionally, cause I'm sure you have two different opinions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right about that. Like, you know, m- most everybody should be and hopefully is staying home right now um and uh, uh, you know a part of me is jealous you know i mean but but that's kind of our that's always been our life if you're in this industry when people are home you're at work yeah when they get off two weeks for christmas you're working when they get off for new years you're working when they get off for easter you're working you know it's it's we're always working yeah you know when people are at home We're working, and you know, right now everybody's like, "Oh, I'm so bored. I got nothing to do. I'm just gonna, like, you know, take up learning the piano or something." (laughs) I'm I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my life to deliver food to your front door because that's what we do. We're always working. Now that being said, as I was telling you, we are taking safety extremely seriously Of course, Um, of course, and and, um, you know, restaurants. That are still open and doing to go. Um, You know, some of them have taken a step back uh, because of situations that have been happening at their restaurants to kind of reassess um, and put, you know, um, a more steadfast plan in place that protects everybody. Um, And we're seeing, you know, obviously we have our finger directly on the pulse. You know, we come in every day and we are still delivering to a handful of restaurants and every day it kind of becomes more and more of a handful of restaurants. We got a call. We got calls from four restaurants yesterday telling us, you know, hey, just to let you know, um, we've got all of our systems in place. We've got all of our um, our plan set and this is what we're going to need and we're going to roll it out next week. And so they kind of, you know, they that's awesome. It. That's yeah. promising.
0: Yes, that's awesome
1: took a deep breath assessed what was going on you know figured out what was the what was the right way to do this um and and that you know they're they're making a a very concerted effort to to do it safe um to 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 make it to you know what's approachable for people what's going to work for people right now um what's approachable for them what they can create, you know, because they don't want to, you know, lessen the quality or, sure. you know, or put, a, put a, a, you know, a bad reflection upon their reputation or name. Um, do it right. Do it safe um, and, and make it work uh, for the public. And, and I think that we're going to, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be really cool. I mean, we, this week alone, we've done Lenoir Commodore and tonight we're doing Suerte. We just dropped by Suerte and we have the full setup for Suadero tacos in the kitchen that we're about to heat up. Nice. And, man it's 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 special you know it's like you get to kind of peek behind the curtain you get to walk on the line and see like the full prep okay you like I love the bone marrow tacos from Commodore. Um, I don't know what they do they're amazing. Now I get Everything, all the mise en place is right there on my counter. I get to see this, 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 and I get directions of how it's put together. And so it's almost like you get to like step in their kitchen for a moment and like construct one of their dishes and then you get to enjoy it at your house, you know? It's, that's
0: cool. It's pretty that is, cool. That is cool.
1: And, and I think that um, once again, you know, not, not everybody, but most of us eat three times a day and that's never going to stop. Um, it's, it's
0: kind of like karaoke for cooking yeah in a way you know yeah. like
1: <laughs> yeah that's a good way to put it you're, yeah. you're performing cover songs
0: yeah exactly they're exactly they're cover songs i love that that's that's honestly how many times have you gone to a restaurant and eaten and gone man i fucking love this dish how do they make this right. and boom you know obviously there's some secrets of chefs uh don't want to give away, um, but you know you don't know what's all the way in that sauce. You know what I mean? Like right. you don't need to know all the little details. Uh, that's great. You don't honestly. have to do any of the hard part. You just yeah, <laughs> you just get to like
1: it's like it's like they did all of the prep, they did all of the hard part, and they said here it is. You go one, two, three, four. Put it on a plate and you're eating.
0: And boom, you you know, this is getting people to eat at home more, obviously, Um, (laughs) (laughs) cook, uh, you know, cook more at home. Uh, You know what I mean? Put together meals, even get their kitchen in order. I've noticed that about um, people at their home, the way they have their kitchen set up. It's not set up to cook, you know, so it's like things aren't set up in a way where you could grab easily, you know. That, that keeps people from cooking when it's a fucking, damn, it's going to take me three hours to fucking do this shit, you know? Right. Uh, you know, so if you set it up a way, you know, you'll you'll cook easier and you'll cook more often. So that's something that, you know, there is a silver lining and uh, there's a few of them, but this is one of them that people will come out of this eating better, um, I think, and healthier, to be honest with you, when this 100%. is, you know, forced, the, into yeah. forced into it. I yeah. Mean, they're I've forced. Done. Yeah.
1: I've even noticed it in myself i mean you know we cook a lot obviously i mean you know we have access to good food and we <laughs> yeah we enjoy cooking we it's it, cooking to me is therapy um but i also enjoy going out to restaurants and i feel like it's an important thing that you know uh, all of us uh, texans go out and support um chefs and restaurants as much as possible but you know we haven't been going out to eat at all (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah but you know this takeout thing man it's 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 cool it's a different experience it's a different way to experience um our restaurants it's a way to kind of peek behind the curtain um and you know i think i know that as much fun as people are having cooking right now they if they get the opportunity to have an experience at home you know for you know more oftentimes than not uh, far more affordable than it would be going to the restaurant they're going to jump all over
0: it yes of course they're
1: going to jump all over it. they're going to see it on instagram they're going to see it on facebook they're going to see it uh you know and all these different avenues they'll be like you mean i can just go to the restaurant or they can deliver it to me and it's like 50 60 bucks and it's like dinner, like done, like, oh yeah, I'm all about
0: that. I agree. I agree. Yeah. There's going to be, um, you know, what's funny is a lot of this food from some of these restaurants and honestly restaurants that that you deliver to, um, a lot of this food is not deliverable. You know, that's why they're having to even make these adjustments to kind of have you put it, put the final touches together because that's what they do in the end. Right. Um, and, and the food has a lifespan, you know, at some of these places. I mean, the restaurants I worked were very high end and, and I just know that we didn't do takeout or delivery at all. I mean, forget it. Even takeout was like, we didn't even do, um, most of the restaurants I worked, to be honest with you, was like that. Um, just because it's just the way the food's plated and, and the foam and this and that, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So I know restaurants are even having to make adjustments on how to meet the public in the middle in a way, you know, compromise. So like you're saying, have the last final steps to, to put this together and you know, people learn from that too. Um, oh, so this is how th- this could be done. And maybe I could do something like this and um, you know, that that's one of the benefits from it. Um, I, I do exactly. have one, one question. Um, so what, what are the different things that you guys offer as far as far as to table? I know you offer meat, you know, dairy, um, you know, produce, you know, um, any, you know, vegetables, fruits, obviously, but like any sort of like paper goods or anything. I know toilet paper is like fucking, you know, I can't find any toilet paper in the city. I'm going nuts. I'm about to start looking up some like Ugandan practices, you know, like, I I don't know what to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's, it's something that we've thought about. I mean, it's like every day we think about
0: well, yeah, what else and
1: more things like what else should we do? How else should we, um, you know, shift this thing? Um, we we always, you know, made a conscious decision to kind of stay out of that. Uh, to, to focus on food. It was food, just, yeah. just food. All right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and we are we like to call ourselves the one stop shop for everything local. So you can get fruits, vegetables, local grains, local olive oil local kombucha local cheeses local milk eggs um, all proteins um, except for fish Um, so you know anything that walks and that includes poultry uh pork wagyu beef angus beef lamb goat quail duck turkey wild boar um, venison um everything everything wow Wow. Um, and um you know we wanted to make it to where, you know, you could get everything. Yeah. Um, you know, you, and you just you, go
0: on the website, right? You go on the website, fill out a uh, form. Right. Or, or right. So to,
1: to place an order now for home delivery, we created on the fly a new online ordering system. So you just go to our website, farmtotabletx.com, and it's a big button right there on the homepage. And you have a choice of two pre, uh, pre, um constructed boxes Uh, we have the omnivores box which is the combination of what's in season right now as far as fruits and vegetables in addition to um, local ground beef um, a really nice pasture raised chicken some uh, local beverages as well as eggs and cheese Uh, and then there's also a vegetarian um, uh, box which is even more fruits and vegetables as well as some eggs and cheese and local beverages. And then we have a really extensive add-on list. Um, we've had to obviously shift and adapt in that way. So I, I, I ended up taking a lot of our um, Wagyu and Angus primals that we normally sell like, you know, entire ribeye loins and New York strip loins and um, took them to a local butcher shop that cut them up into steaks. So you can just buy pre-cut steaks. Um, we're working with a pasture-raised poultry uh, operation that, um, you know, puts a pound of product and vacuum seals it in one of those, you know, beautiful trays that you see at the grocery store.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, we have yeah. those
1: available, uh, but it's um, we're the exclusive distributor for this uh, this pasture, pasture-raised poultry operation. It's really, really special stuff. You can add on eggs you can add on yogurt you can add on beverages you can add on local cheeses you can add on bacon you know all these kind of things but yeah I mean maybe we need to start thinking about toilet paper and hand sanitizer
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean I saw one uh restaurant peach tortilla they were adding you know as a gimmick but also like shit I could use that you know so it's like I just you know whatever it's it's just one of those things you know just just so people know what what can they get from you you know what I mean um, so basically the deal is you get you start with a base box between two right. of them and then kind of personalize it. Yeah, yeah personalize it get get whatever else uh, in addition you need to it I, I think that's a great idea man um, to be honest with you I, I remember going to London in November and I did a podcast at the very first uh, organic pub in London and from a farm. So they were connect directly connected to like one farm and they started selling these boxes. And this is like back in the early nineties and they started selling these boxes like you guys are doing, you know, to the, to the home. And they're still doing it to this day, man, 30 years later, you know, selling these seasonal boxes like you guys are doing. So it, it, it can work and it does work. And I think the more people see it, and this is honestly a great time marketing wise to get people on board with, that part of the revenue, obviously a horrible way for, for this to go about, but you know, I'm always trying to think of the positive things in these moments, you know, what, what can I grab onto that's positive? And, and that is something positive, you know, you guys will be able to streamline doing this type of delivery. And then when things go back to normal, you'll have it worked out. So it wouldn't be something that you added on in the middle of doing all your normal business, which could have been a headache. Uh, Cause like you said, it's very different dealing with the chef mind and just, you know, Karen, right? Right. Like it's like, it's like a completely different person. Um, And the way they want meats cut and this and that, and who knows what the issues would be. I think the way you're doing it is, is the best way. Base box. And let me just add on, you know, to what I'm doing and and whatever's fresh that then it's an ever changing sort of thing, you know, because whatever's fresh, this is what we're going to get. So yeah, man. What's in yeah. Season. yeah. And, What's and, in season. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And we, we, we learned after the first week, which was complete, <laughs> just complete chaos. That, <laughs> yeah, bet. Uh, that bet. It would benefit the customer and it would benefit us if things were simple and easy. Yes. Um, and that's, that's what we've done. We've made it very simple and very easy. Like you said, um, the base box gives you a, a really cool diverse spread of literally everything that we have to offer, and then the opportunity is there for you to, you know, say, hey, I want to have like a fun steak night with the fam, so I'm going to add on three or four steaks, or you know, I really, really want to roast some chicken, so I'm going to throw some chicken in there. I need more eggs, I need more bacon, I want to bring yeah. in, you know, a couple packs of uh, Rambler sparkling water just because I love it, or I want some more kombucha. And the opportunity
0: is there. What, what's the delivery schedule like? Is it like a couple days a week you go out and make the deliveries or every day or how does that work?
1: Monday through Friday. Um, we allow people to enter a delivery preference date and we do our best to uh, honor that preference. But um, being that demand is so high right now, we are, you know, essentially on a first come first serve basis. Uh, sure. But, um, If you, you know, like if you place your order, you know, today, for instance, but you didn't want it next week until Wednesday or Thursday, then that's obviously something that we can and will honor.
0: Got it. Got it. Plus, you're trying to, you know, clump the deliveries together. Like, I can't even imagine, man, you you guys must be you guys are heroes you guys are heroes for people man to be honest with you like there's a lot of people saying that like you guys are heroes for what you're doing the farmers you guys like everything that you guys are going through um it's just insane and and the way you guys are adapting and um like you said bringing the food to the people people have to eat no matter what happens um people don't need facebook people don't need instagram people don't even need toilet paper but we fucking need food So like, it's, uh, it's essential. It really is an essential thing. And, um, just you guys having to adapt and, you know, um, taking a hit to the business and still staying positive, man, and hopeful. And, you know, you could have easily just put your head in the sand and a lot of people could, but it's not what you did. And, you know, it's something that I always say about our industry is that, you know, we're fighters, you know, if you, if you come from the restaurant industry, you're a fighter, man. You know what I mean? You got, you, you got something some in shit. you you know yeah you got some shit yeah
1: you've had some nights you've had some some weeks some stretches where <laughs> yeah. it was really really bad everybody that's worked in this industry has been through some serious stuff and so you know we know how to deal with with uh with chaos we know how to deal with um situations that aren't ideal uh, and, and getting through them. And that's exactly what this is. And, you know, this is a a business that my father and I started together and there was just absolutely no way that I was just going to take it laying down. You know, I mean, whether we made it through this or not remained to be seen, but I was sure as hell going to try, you know, I was going to do anything and everything I could just, I mean, and that's still kind of the, the, the message that we're trying to, um, to put forth with our staff um and with everybody it's just like you know our goal is to make it through this because this is not going to last forever and you know restaurants will rise again and we want all the restaurants to be there and we want to be there because if we're there and they're not there then there's no point or if they're there and we're not there then you know there's a huge void and so everybody's got to make it everybody
0: it's a train right it's a train every every cart right it, it, it just has to be that way um, but look you guys are all taking care of each other that's something I see coming out of the industry um, specifically here in Texas and specifically here in Austin um, is just the outpouring of support from people just trying to help each other and uh, you know get through this and, and make this happen I mean the good news is if it can be considered good news is that we're all going through it there's really not one person you turn to and they're just like oh yeah life's fucking great you know like everybody you turn to is is dealing with some sort of some sort of dilemma you know something that's impeding them in in some way um it's it's inevitable um at this point um so yeah man this is just crazy um you know that this is happening and again just kudos to you guys, uh, for what you guys are doing. And, um, so what, what do you think? Let's, let's end on a good, positive, fresh thing. And, th- and this is this, what, what would be the best way for people to support this industry? Um,
1: that's a good question. It's a, a multifaceted answer to that. Um, First and foremost, you know, do what you're comfortable with. I mean, it, it's easy for me to say, just go out and do to go every night. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and order, and order, um, you know, farm boxes from farm to table every day. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's, that's obviously not, the answer is not that simple. Um, everybody needs to take care of themselves. Everybody needs to be conscious of, you know, um, doing everything they can to flatten the curve. Um but you know, the restaurants that are doing to go in this entire state are being extremely conscious of taking all of their customers' safety to, you know the forefront of the thinking of whatever the experience is, whether it's delivery, whether it's pickup, whether they're doing fully prepared meals, whether they're doing meals that you have to assemble at home, whether they're also selling farm boxes, they're being safe while they're doing what they're doing and they're making sure that that the customers experience the safety is is a huge priority so you know support restaurants Um, they need us now more than ever Um, more than ever uh, because you know we like i said we're always open we're open when you're off we're there for every birthday, every graduation dinner, every Valentine's dinner, your date night, whatever it is, you know, we're the ones that are there to take care of you. And, you know, you know, we, they need us now more than ever. Um, And when, you know, when when you support uh our our restaurants, you're supporting farmers, you're supporting all kinds of companies, not just my company, you're supporting all kinds of local companies that depend on restaurants to survive in order for, for, for everything to keep going. So, you know, do what you can. I know we we all know we got to eat, uh, so spread it around, (laughs) spread it around.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, eating local is, is, I've been talking to, um, I just spoke to a chef friend of mine out of Dallas who runs a restaurant called Sloan's corner, um, farm to table, you know, same sort of deal. Um, and his, his big thing was eat as local as you can, you know, don't go eat at Chilis and you know order from them, and like eat from the local places that are going to need the funds more than a bigger place that could that might even get bailout money or help, or you know they just have a, a harder for them to fall sort of thing, so um, that that's basically what you're saying too, you know, just let's support the local community um, as much as, as we can.
1: hundred percent, hundred percent absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And to be
0: forgiving, uh, this is something else he said, just be very forgiving and and impatient with the restaurant you're working with as well. Um, you know, maybe they're, it's new procedures. They're also having to like you said, they're having to take all those safety procedures. Um, and so maybe things are taking a little bit longer. Maybe your fries were a little bit cold, you know, maybe this was this way and that way. Don't go write a one-star Yelp review, please. You know, like let's,
1: if you write a one-star Yelp review right now, you literally don't don't have a soul. I agree. Mean, I agree. I'm, I I'm, agree. Not be, I'm not going to be politically correct when I say that you literally don't have a soul. I mean, we've been extremely fortunate. Our experience has been that even when we make a small, you know, misstep, being that you know we've been doing home delivery for t- two weeks, um, people are extremely sympathetic. Um, we obviously rectify the situation immediately and make sure that the customer is taken care of. Uh, but, you know, the reactions are, we know y'all are busy and we thank you so much, you know, but this, this and this. And it, it's it's great because it's, it's like, okay, they understand it, you know, yes. We're, this, is, this is like difficult times.
0: <laughs> yes, it's, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's difficult times. And you guys are still out there in the field, you know, pushing hard and working for these people. So yes, and anybody, right, any restaurant, any, any place doing this food. Uh, everybody's working super hard and and putting in the long hours and their own safety at risk to to make sure that you get food. So yes, again, no no one star reviews. My God, I I don't even want to think don't. about. Just I, don't. I just don't. Tell just your don't. friends. Yes.
1: Tell your wife. Tell your dog. But don't <laughs> do it on Yelp. Right just Not, give it a break. Just let it, let it Only go. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes, I agree, man. Um, well, look, that's a good positive you know, note to, to lean on. People know how to support the industry, and um, you know, again, man, kudos to you guys for what you're doing. Um, you know, And yeah, man, I'm just so sorry that all this is happening, and um, just stay strong, right? Stay strong and, and keep doing what you're doing, and time. It's just one day at a time, man, and um, you know, that, that's, that's how we're going to get through this. You know. This will
1: not last forever. Um, my wife recently told me, you know, the, the influenza uh, uh, situation of the, you know, the 1918, 1919, what happened right yeah. after that. The Roaring
0: Twenties. That's right. That's We're right.
1: Done. Let's bring <laughs> it on, man. Just open the doors and let's go nuts. Uh, let's get through it. Let's everybody get through it. But when it's over, I mean, everybody's going to be ready to get out and get after
0: it. And oh, my can't... God. Absolutely, man. I cannot wait. Uh, yes, I, you're absolutely right. This is going to be the Roaring Twenties again. Well, that's good advice. Uh, your wife's right. I agree with her. Um, let's hope that that happens. Um, and you're right. It's not going to be very much longer. Let's all stay together. Stay calm. Stay patient. And uh, forgiveness is key, I think, at this point. Um, and uh, let's just, yeah, we'll get through this, man. Perfect. So listen, man, thank you so much, Sam. Um, again, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're exhausted. Hopefully get some rest, man, and, uh, you know, get, get back to this tomorrow. Uh, but again, thank you for taking the time. Uh, this podcast will go out on Monday, so um, I'll find, I'll tag everything on, you know, on social media and all that, and I'll send you a link uh, specifically to your email so that you have it.
1: Perfect, man. So. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, brother. Again, um, take care tonight. Good luck with everything. And, um, if there's anything, um, I could ever do, let me know. I'm here.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. Tell I, tell a friend to, 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 go eat at a restaurant and to order a farm box from farm to table.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I'm honestly going to uh, get a box, man. I'm going to look into it and, and get a box. I'll order a box. Take you care of
1: you. We'll take care of you. We'll make sure it takes you
0: special. Oh gosh. I, I don't need that. I'm, I'm regular Joe. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll share it with the neighbors for sure. That that's my, that's my goal. Spread the love.
1: All right, man. Be safe and be healthy and we'll stay in
0: touch. All right, brother. You too, boss. Be good. All right, guys. So that was my interview with, uh, Sam. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's, you know, heartbreaking what they're going through. Right. So you heard it all, how to support what you can do. Um, and, um, again, if you guys ever have any questions, Uh, Make sure to email me patrick at texasrealfood.com and uh, be happy to answer any questions you have, any suggestions, whatever, you know, hit us up. Um, As always, thank you so much for listening to the Lone Star Plate podcast. Make sure to check us out on Apple and Spotify and Stitcher. And, um, you know, you can even see the podcast on YouTube uh, because we're filming it as well. Um, And... Yes, thank you so much for your support and, you know, for listening and taking the time out, you know, during this crisis. So hope it's been helpful and hope you've learned something. And um, again, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time on the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong.